Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Episode 256 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton. And who doesn't want to fly around the city fast until after they do a whole bunch of needless activities first? With me tonight. I'm Joe Butler, and I came back with mystical ghost powers. Ooh. I'm Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com, and I'll never drink the water. I'll make you order French champagne. (laughs) All right. And we are here to talk about a game that I really was excited to play, then not excited, then re-excited again in in the whole course of this game being released and coming out. Talk about Gotham Knights came developed by WB Games Montreal, published by Warner Brothers, and came out for PS5, Windows, Xbox in 2022. So just last year. God, this game's only a year old. Or a little <laughs> over that. Yeah. So and um and as I always like to say, Blair, what is your history with this game? I mean, this game almost made you viral. We gotta get that joke out of the way first. Well, it did until I cut it off at the knees. <laughs> I don't know um, why. It was it's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, but, people. well, that's oh, the thing. Yeah. I just like I re-reviewed this game because I wrote a review and I honestly think the mood I was in affected that. And I, I didn't I don't want to be that guy because like I want to talk to game makers and I don't want to come off as like another contrarian person on the Internet. But uh, I was excited for this game mostly because uh, I really like the Batman Arkham Origins. I like the Batgirl section in Arkham Knight, both are developed by WB Games Montreal. So when they announced in 2020 during the DC fandom that they're making a new game with like Court of the Owls and these characters, uh, I was pretty excited until they showed gameplay of like them fighting Mr. Freeze and I could see numbers rolling above people's heads. And then some red flags started going off. And I was still excited, even as it like kind of got into the launch and people were talking about different things. So that's my level of like awareness. We'll get into like the rest of it as we go on through the course of the recording. Oh, oh man, player, I hope another beloved Batman franchise does not incorporate the things from this game into another game. Does it involve a squad? Yeah, I'm actually really excited for Suicide Squad. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> I, I feel that a I feel that a survey to get into the beta and the beta questions were like, "Do you like Destiny and Rainbow Six and Fortnite?" Oh and yeah, it was basically, "Do you like all of these looter shooters?" So I'm probably not gonna get in. So I click no on all of those. It's like I just want to play a superhero game, guys. I want to. You know, the Captain Boomerang throwing boomerangs, not with a machine gun. But anyway, Gotham Knights. But if you don't make a game for the service, how are you going to make more money? I mean, you don't make money, which is why all these services are going down and people are getting laid off left and right. (laughs) God, seeing these by... Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, my history with Gotham Knights is I saw it come out, same thing. I got excited. I saw the numbers. I'm like, eh, okay, I'm still curious. But was it originally not for PS4? Or was it, it was. always next gen? They canceled the PS4 version. This is the PS4, Xbox One. They canceled those. Uh, I read a rumor a while ago. I never really dug into it because people really just kind of find something out of nothing that it might be coming to Switch. I don't know how. So we'll yeah. see if that actually happens. Okay. I mean, and so I was curious about when I first heard it, heard it was PS5. I'm like, all right, now I ha- sort of care about getting a PS5. And then I got it in a humble bundle for PC. People said it runs on a Steam Deck. <laughs> which it did. And so that's what I finally I was like, OK, and that, that's how I ended up on the show, because I got it in a really cheap deal for Steve in a humble bundle, like 25 or 30 bucks for this and a whole bunch of other games. 
that's my what about you joe i have also been really excited about this game especially because if you saw a game and then go because i when i saw the trailer for this i legitimately thought that we're getting another arkham game and it will i'll go through it throughout the series but this game very much feels like it was going to be an arkham game and then someone else got their hands on it and we're like well we can't but uh you tell me there's a game where i can fucking play as red hood i am pretty much just goddamn fucking spewing at the mouth excited and uh i had a pretty good time i had, I had an okay time with it and I'll, I'll also get more into that but this was also on game pass and i pay for game pass because i'm stupid so yeah. it was free not a bad thing if you yeah you make use of it i mean there's a from what i've seen there's a lot of good games on game pass for people so yeah yeah but you know what you can't play on game pass arkham the steam deck it's apparently a pain in the ass to set up and you can do it though it's it's not even like it's not even download it's like streaming and it's like i'm not gonna fucking stream games to my steam deck that's will do yeah but i oh so it depends on your so I, I have a question for both of you so i play this in the steam deck my game was not pretty majority of the time like it was downright ugly when I was in the open world, and I'm assuming that's because I had some of the settings down really low to make it run better. Because this game was downright ugly for me. I mean, I didn't care, personally. Uh, I was playing on, I guess I was playing through Game Pass, and I guess I didn't have my game corrected through Game Pass. And I my game was also fucking ugly, so maybe it's just a game. I Last year, I played, well, uh, at launch, I got an Xbox Series X I didn't play on a 4K display. Now this summer, I bought it on PlayStation 5 on a deal to replay it. And I played it one and a half times. I went to the new game plus. I don't know if it's like pretty. It's just and we'll get into it. It's just not a very interesting world. Like when you think of Arkham Knight and even Arkham City, they have this Gotham like flavor where it's it feels like this is a constructed world and there's all types of landmarks you can see. And this is Gotham City, but it feels like it could be literally anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it just reminds me of the 2008 Hulk game where it's where you're in New York and you can beat up Trump Tower and all these other places. <laughs> but they're just buildings with a Trump Tower icon on them. Like, there's it, it just feels like a city. I think that's that's just how the game is. Well, mine was blurry at times. Like their faces were blurry and stuff. Oh, but no, I didn't. I didn't really experience yeah, any that. Of that. I, oh, I, I think I had either. my settings too low, so I don't blame that on the game. Because I, I, because I watch in screenshots. I mean, some of the videos are nice, but every so often when it would get like open world stuff, I think it was just a Steam Deck was also just compensating for the. Because I probably have it. I didn't. I had the settings. I always set settings low as I can, especially something this new, just because I wanted to run better than I wanted to look pretty. But. It didn't it didn't take away from me for the game. I was just curious if you guys had any experiences like that or if it was me. You could always Google stuff like that if you try to play something newer, because I know like I really want I really want to play Cyberpunk. And that's one of the reasons why I bought a Steam Deck was so I can sit on my couch and fucking play it. And <laughs> uh, the Steam Reddit has very specifically people update like what you should have your Steam Deck settings on so it doesn't look like dog poo. You know, it didn't, I mean, it didn't bother me. Like, there was a scene for a long time where when I would drive in the motorcycle, Batgirl's cape would just stay in one spot. <laughs> like, it wouldn't move in the wind. It just went straight back and just stood there. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, I, those type of little glitches don't bother me, especially on a PC game where I'm like, well, yeah, my settings are really low, so who gives a shit? Like, that, none of that took away from the experience for me. I was just curious to what other people have had, but I'm watching a speedrun of the game right now, and the guy's playing it on PS5, I think, and it's much, much prettier than mine was, which is fine. <laughs> I just wanted to play it. Like, I didn't give a sh- I don't give a shit how pretty a game is. I just want to play a game. 
And this was a really fun Steam Deck game just to play. Except it did drain my battery pretty damn fast. But that's fine. <laughs> I was usually connected to power at all times. <laughs> so it was fine. But so one of the things that's special about this game, the whole idea is that ba- the beginning cutscene is you find out Batman died. Spoiler. Oh, and there will be spoilers for this game. That's not a spoiler. This isn't the fucking cutscene that advertised the game. But we will be spoiling Gotham Knights, which came out last year. So I should put a warning in. We won't get into the the real spoiler stuff till later, but I'll try to put in our warning in there. But you've been warned. Here's the first one. But so the whole idea is Batman died, and you get to play as the four four characters. That would, how many months is it after he's died? Like a couple months or a year or days? Like I can't remember. I I thought they get I think they get together like right after they he dies. Like they kind of like okay yeah. So you're in the Belfry, which would become like the new the new Batcave essentially. It's, it's Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, but the Tim Drake Robin. Unfortunately, not Ken's favorite Robin. He, I know he must have been really. He was going to be on this episode, but he, Damian Wayne wasn't in it, so he just couldn't join. He was just so upset. Oh, but you get to use Red Hood, who has two guns. <laughs> Bitch. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we listen to this now. But, and then it. you also play as Red Hood. And I mean, to me, that got me interested. So why, when I first started playing this game, I, I came into an idea that I was going to play a Batgirl simulator because I just like Batgirl. That didn't last long just because I. I wanted to try out everybody, and then I just couldn't stop playing as everybody. So, what was uh, I did, your experience? I Joe? did the I did the weird thing, and I decided to get up, and I was like, "Hello, husband, would you like to play a game with me?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll play a game with you." So I decided to play as Red Hood, and uh, I was going to switch on the characters, but then I, you know, it was like whatever. And then my husband decided to play as the hold on, he said it quoted the booty cheek creek freak himself, Nightwing. <laughs> Uh, which his ass is very big this whole game, and they they do not tend to like not have like an upper angle where you can see his whole body with his ass. But Nightwing's the healer, which was weird, and that even came as a surprise to both of us. And uh, Red Hood has weird ghost gun powers, which makes sense at the end of the game apparently. But uh, we had a pretty fun time. The game was really wonky though, because I guess it was because we were playing two player like he couldn't sneak kill people sometimes and like sometimes he dropped down and be like hitting, i could hear him hitting the the button to kill and it just wouldn't work i really wanted to play this co-op but i don't think even among the people that i kind of follow who play these games that a lot of them kind of just skipped it and then uh, it's just a problem this being an adult and just finding someone to play and then you have to like coordinate your schedules and things like that so i just played on my own I think this would be better co-op. I heard like Victor, Victor Lucas and he reviewed it for Electric Playgrounds. That's how he played. And it sounded like they had a lot of fun. And it's, you know, like Resident Evil 6 uh, is not a great game. But if you play it with someone, it's like makes it that much better. Um, then the second go around, I had a little bit more fun. But I think I would have looked at it a bit more favorably from the top if I would have had a partner. Yeah. What is it? There, There's there's a lot of fun to playing co-op. There was, there was moments there's. Two separate moments. There's moments where me and uh, my husband are together and we would coordinate on who to attack. So we'd sneak kill. We'd sneak take out like two people at once and then keep doing that. And then there's other times which actually makes the game go, go by faster. He was getting the like Batman secret identity like cover ups. And I was getting the oh. I was doing the caches oh. and, we both, and we were both getting EXP for it. So we kind of knocked out a bunch of stuff in, in one go. Oh, yeah, because you can run around the whole world map kind of thing, right? And you're not tang- you're not tethered to each other. Yeah, as long as you're not doing like the main missions where you have to go into like a room like and I mean that like where it's like I think that's the part where like you, when you first meet the penguin, you have to like go jump in through the roof. Like you yeah. have 
yeah, you have to, have to wait. And the only thing that is a little disappointing is it's not cutscene friendly. So because he joined my game, all the cutscenes were Red Hood. And I wouldn't mind if you were able to switch back and forth depending on who activated the cutscene. Eh, that's yeah, no, I get that, but that's also kind of whoever's the host type of thing, probably. Yeah, we could switch into it. Yeah, we could switch around every once in a while, but it was whatever. I, I, he knows how much I like Red Hood, so he's like, yeah, you have the cutscenes. I really don't like how the how the armor changes. You wear different equipment. <laughs> that's a personal issue with Mike, though. That's not a like it didn't take away from the game, but I would have rather just had them in their original costumes because I don't like random stupid costumes. Oh, yeah, you can try. so like like I'm thinking of like Marvel Spider Man because they didn't. I don't know the suits don't have powers in Marvel Spider Man too, but in the first one. They do. You can like unlock a suit and then get the power, but then go back and apply it to like say the default suit, and which you can't do here. But the only suit you can use, like in the digital deluxe version, you have like their comic suits, and you can apply everything to those. You can you can transmog your suit in this. Oh yeah, right, I forgot about that ability. I too. I didn't try very hard. I didn't see it, and I just said fuck it and just went with the different changes, whatever. But I would have just liked it that that wasn't. <laughs> and now you you can change you can change your suit, and then the only thing you can't do is when you change it is so like if you had like the original suit equipped, you can change. I think that their helmets, their emblems, their gloves, and their and their like knee pads or their, their boots. If you were to transmog your suit, you couldn't change that, which was a little silly. But you can you can totally change your suit to make it where you're only wearing one suit the whole time. Oh, that's okay. I, I messed with the settings a little bit, but I didn't see transmog. I knew it was there and I didn't care enough to actually find it. So, but that didn't, that wasn't a problem really. It was just like, yeah, I just, I also really like the designs of the original four suits in this game. I think they're really good design. I really like the Batgirl design a lot. Yeah, I, I have, have the, uh, McFarlane put out the action figures and I have all of those and I really like them. I regret not buying the Funko Pops for this when it came out because I didn't give a shit. Now I'm like, fuck, now I care. And I haven't seen them again. I got them, baby. <laughs> I will probably. I was looking for them today at the at the toy store I went to. I was like, if I find them, I'm buying them. But I did not. But I did buy a ten dollar flash that lights up. So there's that. <laughs> I have one really weird issue, and it's just me. And people can judge me. I don't like that they Red, Red Hood has a helmet, and they kind of made it. I understand the whole point of making it like a weird, like cloth texture kind of helmet, and it still kind of works. But I also low key kind of hate it because. Uh, his mouth moves with his mask and he like because they try to make it like black and red. He looks like Deadpool like 50 percent of the time. Oh, I didn't notice that, but I, I did use Red Hood, but he was <laughs> my least favorite character to use at first. Well, he still was the least favorite completely, but he got better. I turned on Red Hood in my first rodeo. And I think this is a deeper thing. I I think this game is too ambitious for its own good. Because when I think about like there's there's whole cutscenes like when you get your traversal abilities where Alfred's talking and then they had to fix the scene for three different for four different conversations that sync up to his speech. Uh, so like when you're you have all these people and you're you want to try all of them, but the game doesn't give you a lot of incentive to do that. Mm hmm. Because when I played the first time, like I, I was using Batgirl and I went through the kind of tedious missions to get my uh, basically to turn on the ability to glide 
like an Arkham Knight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wanted to, I mean, I thought, okay, I did this for one, it's unlocked for everyone. But then I realized you had to do that three more times. So I said, F that. I am not switching characters anymore. But the second time I went around, and it's because I watched Diego Rivera's review where he played with everyone. So I kind of wanted to experience everyone. And there's a lot of cool story stuff. But and that's I, I wish they would have had missions where it was, OK, this one is Red Hood specific or this one is Batgirl specific. But I guess you can't do that in a game where everyone can play and then it's co-op and then two people have to be there. Like, it just seems like so much work. Like, I can only imagine the amount of work that went in from WB Games in Montreal to make all of this work as well as it does. Oh, God, yes. This must have been a fucking nightmare to make this game just because there's so much to it. And yeah, it didn't sell well either, right? Didn't it bomb? I think it did okay, but not as well as they wanted. And I saw it's like uh, Joe brought up. It's on Game Pass. It's also on super deluxe playstation turbo x revival whatever the hell that thing is called don't get me started with that i'm so pissed off they bumped the price of playstation to 150 a year i'm like are you fucking serious that's high yeah and it is high and they don't put any classic games on it which is why i wanted it but that's i i don't even know what the hell it's called play extra premium super deluxe i don't know but it's on there too and matt piscatella I don't know if sort of the MPD group noticed that he like he had data where like the amount of players on Gotham Knights went up a lot after it went on those services. Ooh. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that I, I so this game got so many bad reviews and I wasn't like I wanted to play it, but I wasn't coming into it expecting like at a great time. And at first I, I had some issue, but once I realized this is not Arkham, don't play it like Arkham. Don't try to dodge like Arkham. Don't try to fight like Arkham. I appreciated the game and enjoyed it, but I had to get that out of my head. This is not Arkham because I kept trying to dodge a triangle and stuff. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, but like, you know, I had to stop doing that or I would try to like hit people, like not kill a guy, but hit a guy over here, hit a guy over here. Like you do an Arkham where you bounce around from guy to guy as you keep your combo going. That's not the type of game you want to kill whoever you can kill and then move on to the next guy. You don't want to bounce around if you can help it. Like it doesn't benefit you. And I wonder if that was an issue for a lot of people that they came into expecting Arkham and the same Arkham. Probably. I can tell you one thing that was fun. One of the, the probably the worst enemy I fought in this game were the dudes with the shields where you had to do like a yeah. heavy attack. That that's actually a lot more fun playing with two people because we would I don't know how we we like no words were communicated, but somehow both me and my husband were able to figure out when he was coming back up. So I would be like beating the shit out of him and my husband was winding up his attack. So when his shield came back up, he was already like hitting him. And I don't know if it was maybe a glitch, too, but there's times where we only did do that once or twice and he would just be stun locked and we just be beating the shit out of him. <laughs> that had to have been fun. I, I can to go along the Blair. This would have been fun to play two players, but I just I don't dare. I mean, I I somehow am able to wrangle people and schedule podcasts for you know, recordings. <laughs> I don't want to try to schedule gaming time, too. The only time I'd done it was with Mike back when he was on the show a lot. Me and him would do it just because, like, I could get up at, like six in the morning. And I know he'd be around. So, <laughs> but. That was a different time. I don't like trying to do two-player games. The last time I tried one was with Rich for the show. We could not get the fucking thing to run. It was, well, thank you, EA. EA is what it was. So What was it, like Dead Space? Uh, no, uh, A Way Out. Oh. <laughs> I really wanted to play that, and we just could not get it to run. And when I Googled it, it was EA. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes so, sense. I was kind of bummed because I really want to play that game someday. I mean, I found it fun with the four characters. I, I enjoyed, I really did enjoy switching off between Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, 
took me a little bit to get the feel for everybody because everyone does play a little differently. Like their their timings are different and things, and it took me a little bit to get used to it. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I mean, I am with Blair. Like there doesn't really give you a reason to. For me, it was just I have to do a. Po- I'm going to do a podcast about this, so I want to have a better way to talk about it and a better experience. So I'm going to play all four, and that was my motive for it. But you know, the game itself doesn't like give you like. I gave you achievement. It gave me achievement for playing at least once with all four, but that was it. And what I what bothers me too is when I played it this summer, and a lot of it is because I don't know what it is about this year. Maybe it's just the whole James Gunn thing and the Justice League game that came back out back in March. I've been in a huge DC mood all year. Like I all I want to do is play DC games and watch Batman the Animated Series again. So that's what kind of got me into this. And what's frustrating about when you're trying to do these things, because you can't switch characters on the fly. So when you're trying to do something like, say, the traversal challenges and I do Nightwings and his is turned off for the night and I'm like, okay, now I want to do Red Hoods. So I have to go all the way back for the Belfry, reset the evening, then load out into the world, then go to the waypoint to do his and then you do that. You're like, okay, now Batgirl. So I have to do the whole thing again, as opposed to just, I wish you could just hot swap in the worlds. Like, again, like Marvel Spider-Man 2 this year, you go into your app, Spider-Man goes away, and it goes to Miles Morales. Well, hopefully we can get all these things in the sequel that may or may not happen. We ain't getting a sequel. We're not getting a sequel. It's even weirder, because we mentioned it earlier, and this is supposed to be like a like a destiny type thing or whatever you don't you can't buy anything in this game like at all unless i'm wrong when it first came out blair were you able to like buy loot crates or anything like that i don't think so i think there could be an almost a documentary about how much of our marvel's avengers must have affected so many things yeah because this came out before right after so marvel's avengers was announced in 2020 or sorry, Marvel's Avengers came out in 20... Was it 2020 or 2019? I cannot remember. 2019, yeah. it was before COVID. Okay, it was. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, no, PlayStation 5 came out in 2020? Yes, it came out during yeah. COVID. I and remember then, working at FedEx when it came out during COVID. So. The <laughs> PlayStation 5 version of Avengers came out like the following year. So I think Marvel's Avengers was 2020. But either way, you can probably say that they were going to do a much like Avengers... And then Avengers came out and they said, oh, no, we can't do that because this is a train wreck. <laughs> well, not like a train wreck, but all the problems. And yeah, it's game of the service. Just don't. I mean, they work sometimes. Sure, it works for Destiny. It works for Fortnite. But you can't not everybody can do that. And developer publishers need to understand that concept. It's not so much publishers. It's in its CEOs because yeah. they see <laughs> one game. That's like we can make one game and just keep making money. But the churn rate for all that is so high. And so many of these things are getting canceled. And like Suicide Squad is not even out yet. And it's almost dead on arrival. I wish them the best. I do, too. Except for the fact that, you know, I will not let them forget that. I'll not let the public forget that I have a friend who was out from that game because of toxic work culture at Rocksteady. So that's I won't get off topic other than say that. Don't forget. Never forget when it comes out. Don't think I don't think that game's going to do good just because. So we'll see because Rocksteady's name still carries something, even though they haven't published a game since Arkham VR. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, there's not a lot of money to go around nowadays with people. And uh, like, I think is one of the Final Fantasy seven remakes. Is that March part? Two? No, that, that's also February. OK, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be something, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> but, I, I, but I agree with you. Like, I think Avengers did affect this game because you can you can feel the DNA in it there that this game wanted to be a game for service. You can just feel it. If they wanted to have microtransactions in here and have you buying stuff and cosmetics, like you could feel that the DNA is there to do it. But thankfully, they didn't. And it's so weird because I, I understand that there's like a leveling system, but then you have like a you have a crafting system and then you have to craft like different <laughs> weapons and you can also <laughs> equip like mods. <laughs> well, what you do is you put the game on very easy or easy. You don't worry about any of those concepts. Yeah, it's but <laughs> but it's there. And, and yeah. that's and that's what I. And this is a, I admit, like, I'm going to pull from the Mike Alberton playbook and say, this is a me problem. I cannot stand the RPGification of games. And that's what I like about the Arkham series, is that it's an action-adventure open-world game. There are some skill points you can buy for things, but you don't have to go into these menus and craft Tonfa that does plus one more or something like that. And then you're dealing with new suits and then upgrades and then all these currencies like the um, the nth metal, I think, is the one you have to use to get all the epic gear and trying to find enough of that to make like the right equipment like it's just and the upgrades in this just they're they're not worth it. But you're swapping suits in and out so much that if you like one, you're going to go back to the Belfry and like there's another one all ready to go. That's better. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do a whole lot with the crafting. Like, I mean, pretty much what I would do is every once because this way the game, the game has like a night cycle where you go out, you do patrols, you'll have some key missions to do as part of the game. And you'll have little side missions that will come up like crimes that you can then stop or premeditated crimes that you'll then find out about from the people that you interrogate, which I do like to interrogate a feature better than Arkham games. But so you had stuff like that. But the way that I would do the crafting after each night when I would go back to to the Belfry, I would then check the desk craft anything that was just there whatever the highest power it is click it who cares power numbers go up yay i don't give a shit type of thing i just went okay cool numbers went up i got new thing equipped it oh, i look different oh that sucks and then i would just go on like there was mod chips where you can add like a, a little bit extra stats to what your weapons your armor but you don't really need to you just pick the highest number and say, okay who cares and that's how it felt and I mean, it's cool that it's there for someone who really wants to min-max. I haven't been a big min-maxer since I was playing Final Fantasy XI, and I had to be. I don't, you know, it's just not a way I play games now. And on, on easy, I was able just to play this game and have fun and not have to worry about any of those mechanics. It didn't matter. Then I went to very easy eventually, too, just to finish it. The, the, only, pl- the only place where it, it, I remember when I was first playing, it really bit me in the ass. Because I was doing exactly that. I was just buying the new thing. And then I bought, I think it was Freeze Tonfas for Batgirl. And then I entered the Mr. Freeze mission. And I was doing like one point of damage. <laughs> and I okay. was, I got very confused. I was like, what is happening? I'm like, oh, because it's ice weapons and he's Mr. Freeze. That was the only time where like the boss fights in this game, especially the optional ones, Mr. Freeze, Harley Quinn. Face, for example, those are the ones that really feel like you want co-op. So, so. I, I think one thing that's really funnier is uh, you, you kind of don't get a lot of. We'll go back in the story now since we're there. 
you kind of get like ideas of what's kind of going on in the story. My uh, my favorite one is we got to it's like, oh, infiltrate stars lab because someone's stealing shit from stars. And uh, we get there and I go, I, I, you know, I'm on the headset with my husband and I go, man, I wonder who's robbing stars with all this freeze equipment and these freeze labs and this freeze, <laughs> this freeze turret. Oh, who could be robbing this? Oh, it's Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah, but he was also in the fir- in the trailers for this game, too. So. Yeah, and then uh, you have uh, Harley, who's apparently trying to like use chips to steal people's minds or something. I like Doctor Q. <laughs> okay, I was like, this is cool. Complete whole like wh- uh, full Mobius reach around. The the one thing that I do like is always bring up the question of who the fuck lives in Gotham anymore? Because you have all these like three goofy things happening at once. You know, you have. Harley Quinn trying to sell home remedies and you have Mr. Freeze freezing people on the, he called it a second ice age in his fucking gameplay. But, uh, I was, I was telling my husband, I was like, I should really go and like, I was like, Gotham's really fucked up, but would you really take a, like therapy from Harley Quinn? And he like, I could hear him get quiet and I look over and he's looking at me like I'm stupid. I'm like, what? He's like, that's like asking if you want to go to the dentist from the dentist from the little shop of horrors. Like you walk in there and you hear people Candy screaming. <laughs> Do you really want to go to that dentist? Candy I'm like, bar. yeah, that that's fair. No, I mean for for Harley Quinn, hundred percent. There are idiot there are idiots out there who would follow a hot blonde telling them that she can help <laughs> them. Okay, Comple- hey, that I completely believe. And also, I mean, haven't we learned in history at this point that people will follow a con man? I mean, con uh, woman, you know, people yeah, will. That- that's fair, because don't, don't like when you're going through her missions, you find out she's like handing out like Kegel eggs and like a bunch of other stuff, like or like stress balls and like yeah, I mean fake medicine. Yeah, there there are people that yeah, it would happen, especially a hot blonde telling you things, especially one that has a saucy background, you know, as a criminal and stuff. Oh yeah, hundred percent, no question. But also going back into that, a lot of these missions feel like they were like this. Still feels like. It's kind of a sequel to the Arkham series because the Joker's dead. Mr. Freeze is taking over the world because I, I, I don't remember it very well, but he basically says he's like, I have nothing left. And that goes from the ending in Arkham Knight where you free his wife and he's like, well, my wife's not going to survive. And, and Bruce is like, well, then just enjoy the time you have with her then. And he fucks off. Well, in the files, it mentions that they cured Nora Freeze. What the fuck? I'm pretty sure it mentions that they cured Nora Freeze and because she didn't like what he had become, that he basically just went full on cartoonish G.I. Joe supervillain. Okay, I do like his design. I like the the exosuit kind of look on him. Same. I just don't like when the numbers go up. (laughs) The numbers didn't go down fast enough for him if my numbers were going up. That that was my only issue with that. That fight. All the boss fights in this game, like like at least the optional ones, all follow what I hate in video games is where we're going to give the boss so much health that you're just going to get to do the same thing over again for like 20 minutes. It's what I hate in games. Yeah, but I'll I'll look further on that. But I just want to double back to Joe's statement and say, who lives in Gotham? Well, judging by the amount of traffic and people in this city, no one lives in Gotham because the city is. And and that's what's a bummer for the setup, because they kind of have the opening where Batman has a like a monologue where he's talking about it won't take long for the criminals to realize that Batman's gone and the gangs are basically going to enter a power vacuum. 
And you expect the city to be in chaos with like fires everywhere and robberies and explosions and everyone just going about their business. And it's just it contradicts kind of what's happening. Yeah. And I also don't I like Clayface because, man, the mud tech in Clayface is absolutely insane in this. Yeah, I love how Clayface looks, but I was so shocked. I did not know Clayface was in this game. Like coming so off of like the Arkham comparison where where you can't compare Arkham apples to Gotham Knight oranges. But when you think of well, Arkham Asylum had some not great boss fights, but they got so much better as it went along. And just think about yes. that, say the Mr. Freeze fight in Arkham City, which is probably the highlight of the entire Arkham series, yes. where you have to use all of your skills and tools to beat him, especially if you're playing on hard. And here it's just like, well, keep hitting his leg until he falls and hit the throbbing weak point when he falls down. And then there's going to be a little min cutscene where he's going to go in the air and you have to dodge the laser and he's going to come back down. And it's just those fights where it doesn't it just feels like you're it just looks stupid, too. Is it, he's in a giant mech and like Batgirl is just, like hitting him with a tonfa, but it's doing damage. <laughs> like, hey, that I never thought I was going to get to say Metal Gear in a Batman game with Mr. <laughs> yeah. Freeze. OK, so check that off my bucket list. Didn't know I needed it. But when I saw Metal Gear, Mr. Freeze. I want to do a slow clap because I was just like, nice job, game. I applaud you. Yeah, this, this game is like of... fucking Metal Gear, too. Joe was right when I posted the chat. He's like, Metal Gear. And I'm like, you're not fucking Metal Gear. I do that. As much as like this game does separate itself, I love all the character designs. You have Harley, who looks like original Harley when you see her in the cell. I actually like her design when you have her boss fight. I was kind of iffy on I the weird. Too. I was kind of iffy on the weird, like upside down heart on her face, but it, it grew on me. Mr. Freeze in the exosuit's great. I mean, I don't know what you can say about Mr. Clay. He's a big Clay man. They they did that right. They did a really good job of making Clayface just feel like a unstoppable entity in this game. Like the the fact that the, even to start the Clayface mission, you just randomly have to stop a thug and find out the thug has no face and and it's made out of clay. And that's how you start the you start the missions for him. Like okay. it just happens. You don't even like I did, I was just breaking up a crime because I'm like oh a crime okay oh one guy. Okay, I'll beat the shit out of him real quick. And then just they're like, oh, it's Clay. I'm like, what? So, I mean, I thought that was genius. I, what was, what was I going to say? On opening the game, I actually liked Rachel Ghoul's design. Rachel Ghoul and Talia both look like they came out of their own adventure because, like, watching Bruce fight Rach, he has, like, all this different, like, equipment and, like, he's, like, pulling shit off of his crossbow and putting stuff on. It almost kind of feels like they were going to be playable characters at one point and then they didn't end up having it happen. You know, Talia's got, like, a katana, and she's got, like, a gun, and she has, like, throwing knives. I did not like either of their designs, especially. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I, I think I spoiled. I can't remember what episode, and Ken White was like, don't talk about Talia and Gotham Knights as you were, you were saying how much you love, like, ally Talia, and here she's just the villain. <laughs> yeah, that that was my, that was one of my issues. I just didn't like the way she looked, but. Again, I like Natalia from Arkham City, that that look, but this look makes more sense because she is Middle Eastern. So this makes way more sense than a white woman. So, you know, it was just but I really don't like her being the villain. That was my biggest issue is that she was a villain in this. And I just do not like villain Talia. But again, it fits Talia. So I can't argue with it again. It's a it's a, it's a me problem. It's not it works fine for the game. It fits a Batman lore of just a me thing. 
it's almost as if she died in a previous game and they used the Lazarus pit to bring <laughs> her back. I wonder if this game was originally supposed to be a sequel and then like early on in development, they're like, no, we can't do that. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, a think so. book could be written about what was happening because I remember like throughout the years following, I guess, social media and all the websites about what was rep- being reported. And how much of it's true and how much of it is not is led up for speculation because for years I remember hearing about how there was supposed to be like WB Games in Montreal was working on a Batman game where it was Damian Wayne as an adult following the conclusion of Arkham City yeah. or Arkham Knight rather. Uh, I, I don't like know that. if that's true. I have a feeling like a bunch of stuff was prototyped and then uh, this is what came out, which is my first review. I just quoted the Mr. Burns thing where I was like, we did 38 takes and that was the best one. <laughs> or like, I can't remember the exact number of what he says, but like, that's what I thought about. No, that I, I follow that closely. I was really excited. There's concept art for that Damian Wayne game. There's a female two face and like the judge concept art. And uh, yeah, there was a what's the, who's the that Gor- Gorilla Grodd was also supposed to be in the game. Mm, and okay. uh what is it there? There was supposed to be uh, ironically, we we're supposed to get a bat motorcycle and they didn't, they through all the concept art. They never confirmed who Damien's mom is, which I think was interesting, but also what is it? There was concept art for an older Bruce that looked like the, the Batman from dark Knight rises where like the suit was like being held together and he had like knee braces and like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. That would have been cool. I mean, I, I wasn't there a Batman beyond game in production too at one point. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, these things are rumored, and, and I know someone because it came out recently. Someone was, I think it was Jason Schreier was confirming because the the um, the video went up about Justice League kill their geez, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Boy, I wish it was the other way around. Um, <laughs> I just want to be Superman. Care about Captain Boomerang with a machine gun. Uh, I can't say this enough times. Uh, that someone said, I can't believe that WB basically told them to stop making the Superman game that they pitched. Because apparently that was a rumor that they wanted to do Superman and then the WB overlords said no. But then Jason Schreier, who I mean is a well-trusted reporter, basically confirmed that there was never a Superman game in development from Rock City. So I don't know how much of this is speculation. I <sighs> Yeah, that's weird because I, I could have sworn they were saying something that that's why Suicide Squad takes place in Metropolis because they were using that city design. I mean, it could have been that like there was ideas, but nothing got off the ground. Or I also think sometimes in video games, people start to make stuff without actually having, you know, any like been paid to do it yet. I believe that. These, so there could be something like that, too. These people weren't doing anything for like both studios like Rocksteady. Again, in Arkham VR, I think that was 2015, 16. And then our next game isn't coming out until February of next year. That's if it hits that target release date without getting delayed again. And WB Games Montreal, it was almost 10 years between their first full game. God, there like, must have been. I feel like you have to be making something between. I mean, there's no way this game took 10 years to make. So, well, I mean, they I mean, they helped. They, there was probably. They probably did like assistance work on, say, like a Lego game or other WB yeah. projects or, or things like that. So they probably weren't just idle, but not to have anything in like full production for so long. 
And I mean, before recording, you were talking about some of the other things that you were playing. And I kind of wish we're in the era that a sequel of this could come out in two to three years. Because you think about something like, I would say, like Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 2 or Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2, <laughs> where you see this framework of, oh, this uh-huh. is really cool, but if they fix this, it would be great. But you can't do that anymore because a sequel to this would take 10 years to make because <laughs> yeah. that's the timeline now. <laughs> I mean, you really could have just taken the guts of this and, and made another game. I mean, I had no really issues with this game. But I do agree a sequel would have been amazing. Well, that's what they've been doing is they they've been taking the guts. That's how they took. So they it, it was all it was like five years, I think. But that's what they basically did with God of War. They they were like, we're reusing a bunch of the stuff because it would take like. And that's why they did not they're not making a third one as of right now, because they're like, we don't have time for everyone to wait five years for a second game and then another five to seven years for a third game. So then so Ragnarok's going to be like the finale of this like two part story. Oh, that's too bad. But uh, speak uh, doubling back around. You know what legitimately surprised me about this game? What did? Who the leader of the Court of Owls was? Because I swear, the, I I I don't know if I texted y'all about it, but I was God, Arkham fucked me up so badly. Where like Black Mask took his hood off, and it was a Joker. I'm like, this dude's gonna take his hood off, and it's gonna be Joker. It's gonna be some guy who they got to voice a Joker, and they hit it so well in this game that I never knew about it, and I. I'm going to be so pissed when it ends up being the Joker. And it wasn't. It was Jacob Kane. I was like, oh, I legitimately didn't see that coming. Oh, you were not surprised that the only other male character <laughs> around that side turned out to be the big bad. I mean, they could have I, not revealed who it was in general. You know? So yeah, I yeah. the only reason I knew who it was because I was watching a YouTube video to, to kind of like because I was a little confused. And I started playing this game, all the different systems, like how to play it. So I watched a video and the guy's like. You know, this game's good, but the story, you already know immediately who the Court Owls guy was. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, you asshole. I'm like, well, and then I figured out oh, Jacob Cade before they revealed it. But had I not seen that, I wouldn't have put two and two together. And that's that's what I, I get really frustrated with things like this, is I love to play a Batman game that's actually structured like a traditional murder mystery where there's three or four suspects and you don't know who it is. As opposed to, we're going to introduce one other character <laughs> who's not an established villain. And, I mean, I could, spo- I don't want to spoil a movie that I saw recently, but it was the same thing. Where there was a big reveal, and I was like, you know, of course it's that guy. He's the only other person they've talked about in this entire movie. <laughs> you're you're going to have to, t- is it a recent movie? I want to know what it is after the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you after if you haven't seen it already, but. And the thing, like, because that's something I was excited when they announced the the announcement trailer was a Court of Owls, and they had the in the in that story was the character, and he said he was Bruce Wayne's brother, and it's ambiguous. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I read the, those comics, but you never really know if he's lying or not, and that's interesting. Well, Blair, if you want to get a recap, a recap without reading them, there's a podcast episode on this on this very show about Batman Gordos. <laughs> what? So go check that out. But <laughs> yes, please keep going. <laughs> but they 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 do. I, I, it's it's funny that we I talk about how like the Court of Owls thing was was like the who was leading it wasn't a big was a big surprise for me. But I I I don't know if I was spoiled or if I saw it. 
I mean, obviously anybody could saw it coming, but then bringing Bruce back to the Lazarus pit was not a surprise. I'm like, oh yeah, that was bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a giant plug leading back to the Batcave from his grave, which is exhumed. <laughs> I disagree. I was completely surprised, jaw dropped, when that scene happened at the end of this game. There's literal breadcrumbs. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good that I was surprised. I'm just saying I was surprised. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, I I should have figured out it was Jacob Kane. He's like, like Blair said, he's the only other character they reveal in this game. I'm also surprised that, like, whenever his wife walked up, he's like, my wife will get me out of this. And she just walks up and goes, you motherfucker, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Yeah, that was cool. And, like, the fact that the police are trying to murder you all game because of just, you know, they're no longer working with, you know, because Batman and, and Gordon is dead. Like, I like that. That was fine. I didn't have a problem with her being against vigilantes because, honestly, that makes sense. But, hey, you know. So we, we also go through, like, one of the things that I know – Player was talking to do it, but you can you should switch characters to watch everyone's cutscenes. The cutscene thing I was watching, I was already planning on doing it anyways to watch everyone's cutscenes. There's a there's a part where Barbara is like she's doing like some kind of weird thing where she's putting dolls up and she's trying to solve like a murder that her dad had. I legitimately thought she was recreating the scene where she got fucking shot by Joker. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is a fair statement. Because there's like. There's like a person like lying out on a table and it like legitimately looks like the way she fell in the uh, in the, the killing joke. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It it, it it does. like When you first see it, I thought the same thing that she was reenacting how she got shot because she makes a comment about her not being able to walk or something at one point or some kind of comment about her being having to heal from something. So and they never say that that happened. But I'm like, you're insinuating this. My my other also favorite part is whenever. There, there. So the the cutscenes take place in different areas in the like living room, which is like up top where they have a TV. I love how every time someone talks, you can always see the pride flag like behind someone, and that's like the funniest fucking thing ever. And also, uh, Dick having a Bloodhaven bisexual coffee mug is also the best thing ever. I love oh. this game. This game gets a lot of points for me. Okay, I didn't see that, but that's cool. Um, yeah. That, oh, sorry. Go on. No, go go ahead, Blair. That's something I wanted to bring up. Well, first thing, something that I do remember at the Court of Owl Comics, which frustrates me about this, because they did an annual and it was about and they did a twist on the Victor on the Mr. Freeze story where in the new 52, as opposed to Nora being his wife, Nora was someone who was already frozen that he became obsessed with and made his own relationship and they talk about how the Court of Owls incorporated Mr. Freeze's tech into their regeneration system. And that would have been a great way to make Mr. Freeze more integral to the story. Because sure. all the bosses, and they just seem like such a big distraction. Whereas like Arkham, they, were, they, they weave them more organically. So one of my favorite parts of this game is the emails. Which they also speaking about pride because they mentioned about how they should like have make pride costumes and then go out yeah. and parade and everything is a good idea. Yeah, because a lot of the emails are written by Ashley Cooper, who's a trans woman, and she's working on the new Iron Man game from EA. I believe she's senior writer on that. And all those emails are great. Like they have ones from like like Black Canary and and Superman where he's just like, oh, he's so supportive of Dick and he just wants to know how he's doing. And it's like, oh, my God, bring these people in. I want to see Superman so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was going to be in the sequel. <laughs> and you if you change characters like that gives you incentives, each character has different emails. Yeah. 
Jason has emails talking about how he's been going to see a therapist. I think that's pretty cool. And I didn't read the emails, even though someone told me I should. I tried, but I just didn't. I know, Blair, you're like, you should read emails. And I started to read them. I'm like, I just can't. <laughs> and if, one of my favorite things I didn't realize is that I think it was intentional on Ashley's part where she there's an email that's basically like the YouTube channel. Stop skeletons from fighting. What? Like it's a full on like, have you ever watched Stop Skeletons from Fighting? No. Oh, OK. Well, you should. It's a great channel, um, but it's basically a full on parody of that. And he and Uncle Derek it was like Derek Alexander, I believe his name. He found out and he's like, oh, my God. And she was like, yeah, I love your channel. So I wanted to make this homage. There's something new about a video game. And it's like it's a totally Stop Skeletons thing. OK. OK. I have no idea what that is, but this sounds cool. I'll, I'll go with that part. Oh, okay. I might actually watch this. Apparently, they play every game on the Zebo. Oh yeah, they did a full on documentary, <laughs> okay, and they loved to re- they they love to look at like weird ports of Doom and like 3D games on Game Boy Advance. Like, there's a lot of great stuff. You can go into a deep dive. <laughs> okay. At the end of the day, I I think a lot of the story for this game is actually really well written. Like, I like the idea that. But besides the dumb thing of Talia being like, I was part of the league the whole time. It's like, yeah, no shit. But uh, <laughs> like the whole idea of like, oh, the the Lazarus, the Court of Owls has been trying to find the yacht, the Fountain of Youth, which is basically just a Lazarus pit. And then her basically sicking Raish on a uh, Batman so they could kill each other. I guess she knew they would kill each other. Also, isn't it League of Assassins normally, not League of Shadows? Could have swore it's League of Assassins usually. It, it's either or, Blair. Yeah. And, and honestly, full disclosure to everyone. I didn't play this game recently for this show because I played it back in May and then I did a full playthrough and then I started playing New Game Plus again to get. <laughs> and so it, I, it's not totally fresh in my mind. Well, this is a Batman thing. If it's League of yeah, Shadows yeah. or not, because in this game, they call them League of Shadows. When I Googled League of Shadows, it came up that it was an offshoot of the League of Assassins. And that was the group that her sister Shiv is in charge of, which is not in this game. but okay. was in Arkham City. No, Bat- Arkham Origins. Batman lore is weird. We we don't talk about Batman lore because everything changes every year. <laughs> yeah, like I sent, they're like in, in one of the groups I'm in. I sent a picture of of a Batman group. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. And it was like Cassandra Kane, and I don't even know who they are. But it was people I did not duke. Like just people I did not know who the characters were. And I'm like, I need to read more Batman. I wish things happened like more organically within missions. Because everything kind of happens at the Belfry. Because I'm assuming everyone everything had to be structured in that one area. Like when I think of, say, like Spider-Man, where like Peter and Miles are out in the world. And there's a few missions uh, as payoffs. And if you're planning to play this game and you kind of stick with one character, like it can be tedious to go back and forth. But some of the payoffs, like I, I'm not a big Red Hood guy. I've never really cared for that character. But the payoff to his kind of mission chain, I don't know. You, Joe, you. Oh, you're right. You didn't. You, where he, he's just talking to Alfred and he's like, I'm afraid I'm going to become a monster. And he's like, no, you're not a monster. And but he just breaks down and cries and hugs Alfred. Like, it's really great stuff. It yes. was. But, but you just might miss it. And that's the thing. Like, the first time I played this, never switched to Red Hood at all because I don't think we, we haven't even gotten to it. You had traversal abilities in this game. <laughs> uh, and instead of them being there at the top, you have to do this this knighthood mission, um, which is really tedious because uh, a lot of the side missions in this are just beating up the same couple of people over and over again. And it's really boring to get around the map. 
uh, which is a big problem for an open world game, especially the way this world is designed because there's like four or five different islands and it takes so long to get anywhere. Even when you unlock fast travel, (laughs) I was going to say, I disagree. Well, I agree and disagree because the bat cycle sucks. I didn't mind just cruising (laughs) around the bat cycle. I didn't have a huge problem with the traversal system in this game, especially after playing other games after this in our open world, but that's neither here nor there, but I played this first, but no, it just, it didn't like, sure. It was annoying that you had to do these stupid things, in my opinion, to unlock stuff that like Blair said, should have been there. The idea that the, that each person had their own special travel, but I, I got over it pretty quickly and I didn't have a problem with it. I actually didn't mind when I put the bat cycle on and just driving wherever I was heading. It didn't bother me a whole lot. See, I, I just wish they would have did something with the bat cycle, even if there was a, a turbo boost or something you could yeah. unlock. Yes. That gave it like a little bit of something or put some weapons on. Like, it doesn't have to be the tank sequences again, because, I mean, towards the end, you get challenges where you have to drive through rings. But this is just gold brick stuff in a Lego game. Yeah, no, that's and I know fair. I mean, GG Games did do support on this, but even like that's why the the god the clay paste mission is so interesting because you actually use the bike to chase him and you have to like dodge things and it's cool. But most of the time you're just driving this very slow motorcycle and everything's on a bridge and the way it guides you is that it like you're off always just like looping back into a bridge and it takes forever to get anywhere and. Like in Arkham Knight, you can kind of combine the Batmobile with your gliding and grapnel boost to get around. But here, like Batgirl has a glide. It doesn't control as well. I really want to get in the Nightwing's Fortnite glider. Oh, don't even get me started. It my, was okay. My, it's so stupid. <laughs> my, my husband didn't figure out how to use it until like the last time that we played it. I mean, you just... It doesn't do anything special. It just glides for a little bit, then he starts to go towards the ground pretty quickly. No, well, you're not... you, you can do crunches. Like, you can crunch up and he'll go up. And, oh, yeah. I, I didn't, know, this, I didn't this. know that. I had to Google it because I was trying to do the challenges, and I kept crashing, and I was like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Until someone uh, in a message board was like, oh, if you hold up or something, one of the sticks... Because I don't think the game teaches you this. If it is, it's hidden very well. That you basically like hold up and he crunches upwards and you fly. Okay, That's yeah, see, cool. See, my my husband was having an issue with it, and then he figured out that you have to. You're not supposed to look down because he's like, I'm dropping like a sack of bricks when I pull this thing out. Like I'm not even using it. And then he said he figured out that you're not supposed to look down. You're supposed to look forward, and he'll fly forward. Oh, like and yeah. so, and another thing too that I'll tell anyone. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've already spoiled things. If you're at this point. If you're going to play this, you can change the traversal from toggle to hold. I yep. change it to toggle right away. Same. Um, what is that? So basically, instead of holding the trigger with the glider, you just tap it and it's out. Oh, okay. I did it for where this game makes you want to hold X all the time. Like there's actually a lot of accessibility options in this yeah. game. I That was nice. <laughs> but like the Nightwing glider, I get it. It's like, OK, the kids like Fortnite. Here's a Fortnite glider. But all I think about is you're flying across the city on this glider, which you can do. Your hands get sweaty. You get tired. You're going to fall. What (laughs) happens if you get shot? Your arm gets broken. Now I have to dangle from this thing on one arm. 
Like, this is the genius. Like, it's so impractical. It frustrates me so much. And it's oh. so slow. There was a point in this game where I had to go from one side of the map to the other with Nightwing's glider. I honestly pulled out my phone and started checking Twitter whilst I just casually put the stick up every now and then so we didn't crash into the ocean. Twitter? What's, what's Twitter? I don't even know X. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. This goes how long ago I play this game. <laughs> that... That it's makes it, Twitter. I just gotta make that joke. That makes it sound like I should Google how to play uh, Red Hood, which, by the way, is just a big ghost jumping ability. Which kind of cool. It's, it's a little so goofy. Boring. Yeah, it's also a little boring because you also slowly descend because he kind of misses every other. Like he goes lower, kind of every with every jump. Like I could, I could probably cross the river if I was trying hard enough. But there's times where like I was like, I'll just jump across the river, and like I'm like halfway at the river, and I'm like, I'm not making this, and I just fell. And what's crazy about it? Because when you think about like Robins, which I also didn't like, because it's like um, you move this target and it bamps him like Nightcrawler. Okay, <laughs> Robins made no sense, but I enjoyed it. He's but, he's teleporting using the watchtower, which makes yeah. absolutely no sense, but. It's a it's comic book logic. People are coming back to life. There's mud people and an ice man and a giant metal gear. I have and, ghost powers. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm looking for I'm, I'm playing a Batman <laughs> game and expecting logic. I know. But so the missions are also designed like some of the story missions are designed where you can't use those abilities. Like they have to take into account that you may not have bothered to do them. So like in the final mission where you basically have to follow the breadcrumbs to the Batcave. I was using Batgirl, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to glide over here, but the game wouldn't let me, and I kept falling into a pit. Because you have to use your... You have to, like, knock down the points and then grapple to them. Because you can't use... The game has to be designed in such a way that, oh, you might not have this ability, plus Robin's ability wouldn't work underground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're talking about all near the end of the game? Yeah. And that... That's fine. I, I get I, I get your complaint and I but yeah, I didn't have a problem with it, but I do completely get your complaint. It's just the weird decisions in this game, because as much as I'm griping on it and I mean, and that's the thing, it's it's a thing where it's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed because I want to <laughs> and people love this game. And I, and that's why I wanted to give it a second shot, because I, I felt something was wrong with me. Because people were saying, like, oh, yeah, it's actually really good. And I was like, I like these characters. I like DC Comics. I love the one game, the WB Games Montreal did. But you're just not into action RPG type stuff like this, I think. I I, I can be. Like, the recent God of War games are still a skill level. But it's just the the world is not that interesting. Get Arounding is not an interesting Something I missed in all superhero games, and that's even with the most recent Spider-Man games. Uh, you cannot top the goon talk in the Arkham series. Like, just listening to the goons have their regular conversations is so interesting and funny. And the random mooks in this are just so uninteresting and boring. I remember they introduced the first person with the drone and it's what do they call it? The homie pew pew or something? Yes, that I actually like. I had to sit there with my like mouth, my hand over my mouth, being like, "Wow!" I was like, this "Someone is- got paid money to write that line, and then someone got paid money to record it." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, "This is bad. That was bad dialogue. You should be ashamed. <laughs> you should be ashamed." 
Well, all the it, it, and doubling back into that because of the story, because of all that, I love all the interactions with all the with all the bad kids together. You know, I do too. I uh, I love that. Yeah, Jason talks about how he he's he's still treated he's still treating himself differently because he's been dead once. Day, uh, Tim talking about how like what is it him trying to figure out how to do chess with Alfred, and then you have Dick. I think Dick's supposed to be like he's trying to be Batman, and they tell him like he can't, he shouldn't be Batman. And then uh, I said it earlier, but Barbara's weird thing about her not remembering what her dad looks like, which is weird because it's like I I have photographic memory. I don't remember what my dad looks like. You didn't keep photos around. Like just go back <laughs> home and like look at yourself. I'm sure you have a picture of your dad somewhere. I mean, I don't. But. And like the the, <laughs> develop, the development of the start of them where they're so confrontational to where they end up. And that's the thing, like my favorite part is just the out of costume bits back in the Belfry. They're really good. And yeah. like even just like because I would start switching characters and make sure every chapter of this game, because there'd be different dialogue that would be unlocked essentially in the Belfry where like there's the one where red hood does a dance game and then he real and then he starts having like flashbacks to him being dead or something and like just little things and i'm like this is really good for each character it's kind of showing you and then you get an achievement for each one too as you finish it like it was i really liked it. i really liked the the way it the way it linked the four together and everything they're going through after batman died and they're each trying to come to their own like all that was so good with these characters and something that uh, i i wanted to bring up because i feel it's important uh, so this summer, I was at a panel uh, for Allison Court, who, if you don't know, is the voice of Claire Redfield and Jubilee on the original X-Men series. She's not going to be in X-Men 97. Uh, and she was talking about being a voice director and how they wanted to cast a person of color as a white Disney princess. And she was told flat out, you can't do it because once the MAGA crowd find out that this white person is voiced by someone of color, they are going to freak out and that person's life is going to be made a living hell. But in this game, Red Hood is a Caucasian male voiced by an Asian man. (laughs) Uh, Same same actor who played Mr. Negative in the Spider-Man game, Stephen. Sorry, pronounce your last name. Wang, O-Y-O-U-N-G. Yeah, it's a, it's Mr. Negative. Oh, huh. I surprised I didn't realize that because I played cool. both. I played both Spider-Man games recently. <laughs> also, uh, go, going into my weird like favorite character. I, at first, when I saw this, I wasn't a big fan of like Red Hood being the tank and Jason Todd being like this big like buff guy. But playing this actually made me like it. Ha- may actually made it like grow on me, and I actually really like enjoy the new character design because it's something different because i'm sick of always like here's here's dick grayson here's jason todd oh look they're exactly the same except their hair is a little bit different and i guess it's supposed to imply the big scar in his head is supposed to be from the joker beating him with the crowbar oh yeah, yeah that's, that's how i took it yeah me too yeah okay and i gotta say i am so happy that joker is not in this damn game honestly so surprised happy. legitimately surprised well, that's because the game feels like a sequel to arkham like it was supposed to be and it's fine like me and ken had brought this up before ken especially has like joker doesn't need to be in everything with batman and so much stuff that isn't a comic has joker in it so it was kind of nice to get away from joker and i really love the fact that court owls in this i was also looking up that there's not that much court owls stuff there's only two comic arcs where they really like play a big part one movie and then this game and that's it for court owls and they're in a season of gotham at some point you know what uh, none of us played, though, which is part of this game as well. And I don't even know. If, well, I'm pretty sure Blair knows about it. I don't even know if Mike knows about it. I'm not sure. Did you play Siege Mode? 
What's she doing? I tried because basically po- there was post launch content where there's essentially Marvel's Avengers style raids. Uh, I think they're up to four players. Yes. Yeah, I saw it. And one is about Starro, and the other yeah. you just play the um, you fight, do random floors, and you fight the villains again. Yeah, you you have to pre- you have to protect Starro, and Starro's like I think like controlling people to come free him. So you basically just have to like it, it's basically like a raid mode. We have to protect him from people trying to break him out, and he has like goofy lines of dialogue and stuff. And you like mm. the email the email triggers from Wonder Woman, and she says something like, "Oh, Starro's there, but we don't have time or something." Because you guys would take care of it. <laughs> Okay, that's kind of cool. I I saw a little bit about it, like the her- I saw heroic things. Were like, you need a, you know, you need to have your power level this high. And I'm like, that's nice. And I just never came back. <laughs> the power level that high. Like also, this like you have to get like nth metal gear. So it's like the most epic rare gear and chips. I just and didn't give a shit. But luckily, you don't have to. Like you can just play this game and experience it, and you don't have to worry about stuff like that. That's just easy or very easy. I mean, this game did stealth, but it doesn't make you do stealth that much for the most part. Like, you don't have to be stealth, which is fine. I mean, let's talk about that for a second, because, oh boy, I do miss stealth games where people weren't absolute morons. They just basically stare at walls. Yeah. Like, you'll have a guy next to his friend, and I'll be choking him out, and he'll be like, oh, I wonder if it's going to rain tomorrow. And then you get him, because you kind of have these bonuses where if you take down... It's like, oh, get so many enemies without being seen or take silently take down so many enemies and you can do it, but it's really pointless because it takes longer to set up the stealth kills and what it is that is to beat the living hell out of people. Yeah, I mean, it depends, I guess, if you want to do it. I mean, I would do some of like the side objectives for different missions, but not often. It just wasn't my thing. And that's I mean, you don't want to do the Arkham comparison, but like the Predator sequences in Arkham where they get harder as you go along and people get frightened and they get panicky and they start shooting. And then there's traps set up that you have to deal with. And this is just people are have the same patrol routes or they're just staying there and doing nothing. But that's not just this game. This is like a lot of stealth, even like the most recent Spider-Man games. It's not that hard to kind of do stealth, especially in the new one. And it didn't bother me, but I, I get where you're coming from. They were dumb, but I like dumb sometimes. So, uh, time for one part that I specifically didn't play. How was the final boss? Because didn't you fight, like, isn't like a three-stage boss fight where you fight Bruce, and then you also fight, like, Talia, and then she pulls out, like, the most annoying weapon ever? It's real simple. Oh, yeah. I I struggled a bit the first time I played, but I think because I was playing the entire game wrong. Uh, But the second go-arounds, it was a joke. (laughs) Okay. I also played on very easy at that point because I, I got to a point with this game. I'm like, if Saturday or no, Friday, Friday or Saturday I beat this game, I'm like, I want to move on to the next game. So I need to finish this, you know, right now. <laughs> so I just put on very easy because Travis, who was supposed to be in this episode, but unfortunately couldn't make it. He got, he got sick. He was like, just playing on very easy. He's like, enjoyed the story. They just have more health. <laughs> you know, they're just going to be more spongy and they're already spongy enough. So And oh. that's something that bothered me was that like, because you have skill trees and you get more powerful and you get better weapons. And and the way I th- I remember talking to my my former roommate about this. And I said, it's like, essentially, if you play Pokemon and you go to the, the entire map and you go back to the first town and the Rattatas that you killed are just as powerful as you are now. Because it never feels as you're getting stronger. Yes and no. The, the story missions, I felt cap out at whatever level they're supposed to be. 
the regular premeditated crimes, they level up with you. Okay. But not like the mission based stuff. Like for Clayface, Harley Quinn, it would tell me. Oh, yeah, you have to be level. 21 to 24 or something. Yeah, and if you wait a while, it would be, like, just nothing except for the boss fights. Same with, like, the story missions. It's, luckily, none of those. It's just when you're running around in the city, that level up with you so that way you have a challenge. And that's most of the game is just yes. fighting those random dummies in the cities. Which... I, I loved it. I, mm. I usually don't do this in a game, but every single night I was out, I would do every single premeditated crime. I would stop majority of little crimes I would see. I just couldn't stop playing. And I don't know that just because I hadn't played open world games since Infamous 2, I think is the last one I played for this podcast. So it's been a while and I was just absorbed into it or what it was. But I was just I did all like I did all the ones where you're trying to put the the stuff for Bruce Wayne. So you see him dancing in front of Penguin. I did all those missions. I did all the little mission to get the audio logs. I didn't do the the stuff where you had to glide and do all that crap. I tried once and said, nope. But I was just in love with this game for a while. It was weird. I really loved all the open world content. Like I would even just fly around the city. I mean, I got fast traveling and I started fast traveling more, but I would even just every time that Montoya or those other people that you talk to penguin would be like, Hey, you know, come back here. You know, you finished, you did, you did, you beat up X amount of people here, get some free stuff. And I would go, like, oh, sure. I go over, get the experience and I go back to whatever I was doing every single time. I, I really, I really love penguin in this game and I'm bummed. I mean, it's different takes, but in Suicide Squad, I believe Penguin is uh, one of your gun dealers, and it's Nolan North. So it's like of Cockney Penguin again. But <laughs> in this game, it's Elias to Fexus. And I really love the legit Penguin and just his his cadences for his voice. It was good. I I, I like the fact that he's working with you. Like, you find out that the court of Owls didn't like him, and he was the one person not getting out of jail and had to serve his actual terms and stuff. Like mm-hmm. little things like that. And that scene when you go when you go to him and he's t- stuck up to the wall with a towel. And he's like, I'm sorry, but it was either you or me. And he betrays you and you get thrown in the freaking pit. God, that is straight from that quarter of comic in New 52. And that that was a fucking great scene being in the being in the labyrinth. Oh, I and, loved it. And that's something that's that's I guess you may you might be able to replay missions. I know you can replay bosses. Because that's probably different for each character you use. And I know the comic you're talking about is basically where where Batman's in the labyrinth and you're Mm -hmm. essentially turning the comic around as you're reading it to kind of Mm -hmm. go along with his madness. And I liked how they they kind of interpreted that for this game. I also because I took Robin down there with me and there are comments Robin makes later that affected the fact that he went down there and it's like it fucked with him and i'm like i bet you whoever you take down there is really traumatized from that experience yeah there i the the gameplay i was watching which i'm I'm also kind of glad the the dialogue between uh the dialogue between bruce and red hood at the from the final boss fight the game is really good because red hood's basically like oh i've i've come back from this bruce you can come back from it too and he, he's cool. like He's like, Jay, Jay told me you were dead, Jason. You can't be dead a second time. And he's like, I can come back whenever I want to. But there's <laughs> there's also a really funny comment whenever you meet Harley for the first time. And she's like, Red Hood, see, I still see you're still built like an ox. And I'm like, OK, so he's always just been a big dude. OK, I really en- appreciate that. The cutscenes are a little bit different depending on who you have from the comments that are made like that. That's a nice touch. But no, I feel like Robin just was affected by it because it's just such a powerful scene being down there and. I love the fact that it mimicked the comic. Like, I thought that was just incredible. <laughs> and like him just being like hallucinating, like you die over and over again. He's like, I just did this. I don't understand. And I'm like, well, yeah, it fits. It fits down there because you're being gassed. 
like you're drugged up too. So you're not, what you're seeing is not really what you're seeing too. And I love that. I love the fact that the talons are just, they're using some of the stuff in the Lazarus pit to make talons. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I didn't like fighting talons just because you had to do the, the, the strong range deck. You had to hold down wide. I didn't like that. But other than that, they were fine. <laughs> it was just annoying, but it was fine. You had to switch up the combat a little bit. But it was cool having talents. I, I I just love everything Court Owls, and because of this game, I am now at some point going to be doing the other comic arc of Court of the Owls on this podcast. Hopefully, recording next month. So, because I just I need more Court Owls. Is it like a redo? Like did they, yeah, they 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 remake the comics every like year or whatever? No, it, I don't really know about it. It's just an, it was just a big like it was a big event, and it has to do with them as the villain, and it's the only other villain arc they have, like main one. Mm. Yeah, because they're in. A bunch of little, com- they're in a couple different little comics here and there. They're mentioned, they're in some of the other New 52 run, and then a Robin War, which I don't know if that's, I think that might be the re- after Rebirth, but I can't, I didn't look at the years. I just know that Court Owls is the main villain, and so we're going to read it. Well, didn't it shake out for the New 52 where the first six issues were kind of the story about like Bruce Wayne's brother, and then the next arc was also like them and it crossed over into other Batman books. There's Court of Owls and there's City of Owls. And then, yeah, like they go and attack. And then some of the other Batman books also had like little crossover issues. Yeah, there's all that during that time. It's mostly them just rescuing people that are then either killed or not in the book. That's what it is. It's a really good arc, though. But you just don't get a lot of you just don't get a lot of Court of Owls yet. And I just really like them. And I was surprised that they're not in more comics when I was looking this up. Because of this game, I got so into it. And I was like, I need more Core Owls. Well, I mean, without kind of the main, I guess there was a series called Talon. I never read it, so I don't know who was the main person. Because kind of without a guiding force, it's more or less just like the hand in Marvel. It's just a zombie army. (laughs) So what do you kind of do with that? I guess that's up to like a writer to kind of take it over from there. I don't know. I'm going to look up Talon comic because I, I just don't know what I heard. I think I've heard of it, but I'm not sure. Oh, I'm curious. It was by James Tinian, but I don't know anything else about it at the moment. But yes, there's a couple of them. Okay, I didn't even know this was a thing. Now I'm curious. <laughs> okay, you, you came out in 2014. All right, you got me another book that I'm going to have to read now. Awesome. Because I, I try to read a lot of comics now. I just really enjoy reading them. So oh, there's a whole bunch of talent stuff. It went for it went for a bit. It looks like. It went sixteen. It went seventeen issues. Might as well be a hundred in new comic terms. <laughs> yeah, runs don't make it very long anymore, do they? Everything's a miniseries, from what I hear. I don't. I don't buy comics. I don't. I just read older comics and stuff. I don't really buy comics at all anymore. Just yeah, I buy other things. So like games, <laughs> lots and lots of games. All right, I I did trying to think. Okay, we mentioned the fact that like you have different people that give you missions or just that are just like go do this essentially. So at least you're getting more rewards for your trouble. Uh, there is the one when you first find the court of owls and you find like the intruder, and then they drop you in that big cage and you gotta like dodge all the traps to get out. I did not like that at all, by the way. <laughs> not at all. That took a lot of tries. And finally, when you do finally when you do catch Jacob Kane, you get shot an arrow by League of a uh, League of Shadows. This is by and that's when. Talia Ghoul essentially comes out like, oh, hey, it was all a trap. <laughs> you guys gave me right what I wanted. And then also early in this game, you find out Kirk Langstrom was murdered. And I for, I was like, I remember that name. It didn't click that that's Man Bat until way <laughs> later in the game. Yeah. How yeah. do we feel about there being 40 Man Bats in this game? Terrifying. And it's fine. I think the movie does that. The one we've already done, Mike. The Bad Blood. Yeah. Didn't Bad Blood do that? I don't remember. Yeah, cause they they've been doing a weird thing where they've been making it where like 
Kirk Landstrom isn't man bat. He just kind of makes other things man bats and other man creatures. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like I, I unfor- unfortunately spoiled that for myself. I was looking up. I was looking up that last chap, that second to last chapter. I wanted to see what the boss fight was, if there was one, and said man bat. I'm like, god damn it! I would have liked to have been surprised. <laughs> but no, I was fine. It, it's cool. You had to go chase some man bats around. Like that was fine. I love the murder mysteries in this, where it's essentially. Oh, here's a bullet from this district. Here's a person who got murdered in this district. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, it's those two things. You're just like playing search for the clue to find the two ones that are most obvious. Those are fine. And also with the clue stuff, if you just put the wrong stuff in enough times, it just gives you it just says you want it, you want the solution. I go, yes, yes, I do. Here's your participation nice badge. It was either that or look online. So I'm like, well, I don't want if you're if I don't have to look online, I'll just hit buttons so you tell me the answer. So well, most of the stuff is like, here's a like, it's almost like my brother when he played a Zelda game, he always used to click through the dialogue and just read the highlighted stuff. <laughs> so he'd just be a blah 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 temple of time blah 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 hero of time blah 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 hook shot okay and then he'd go and this is just like blah blah blah. Bullet in Southwest Gotham, blah, blah, blah. Murdered in Southwest Gotham. Like, okay, it's those two. Those will bring me to the body. I didn't mind the little things you'd go. I thought that was kind of cool. You had, like, you had, you did have a decent amount of detective stuff in this game, too, which was fine. I really missed Detective Vision, and you just had the AR was not the same, but it's fine. Yeah, the, the interface is kind of confusing because I know you were talking about doing the missions where you have to plant the evidence. Yeah. To basically trick people into thinking that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person and triggering like the plates. And it's really hard to know that you can turn those off because the icon is so small. Yeah, it <laughs> took me a little bit to get the hang of those. And yeah, I, I but then I get, and also once I just played as Batgirl, I think a Batgirl couldn't be seen by cameras at one point or anything. So I just walked through lasers or her or Robin, one of them like. Nothing affected them after a while. So I'm like, oh. yeah, it's both. Robin is a big okay. self person. So I know like one of the the upgrade trees with Robin is that you can self take down the heavier enemies. OK, Robin okay. was fun. Robin and Nightwing both were the my ended to become my like the ones I enjoyed the most later on. Batgirl, I enjoyed her a lot at first. And later on, I was not as into her. I Batgirl, it. Nightwing mains. I, I enjoyed playing as Red Hood. Especially if I was shooting guys with guns, he had a. I I saved up all my skill points to get his two knighthood level ups because he has this weird like ghost shot. Which also, funny enough, a lot of his skills are the kind of the same thing that Talia does in her boss fight. But like he has like a the ability where he basically shoots out like ghost bullets that like track enemies and hits them. So I got the I got the two abilities where I think he sends out a second shot and then he also. The lock on because you have to lock on a certain amount of enemies before you before you fire. And if you just fire as soon as you activate, it won't hit anyone. So I also got that. And I, I liked playing him as a lot. It was pretty fun. He wasn't I didn't like him at first. But when I started playing later on and understood him better, I enjoyed him more because I was kept going for melee. And you can't do melee with him as much. You need, you're supposed to do range. Mm-hmm. And once I understood that concept, I got they got better. Yeah, you're, you're also supposed to do like headshot when you can cause you can aim his guns. You're supposed to do like yeah. a bunch of headshots, too. I saw that was very powerful when I started screwing around more. Game just grew on me over time a lot. Like, this was... I looked at... I put about almost 24 hours into this game, and I did a good amount of stuff. Got a lot of achievements other people didn't even have, which I always like it when I get achievements other people don't have on that when I look at Steam. No, it's just a ton of fun. I'm trying to get anything else we should mention. I mean, seeing Bruce Wayne again at the end was pretty damn cool. That, that really definitely made me want to clap. 
See, it did until the end. I, oh boy, do mm-hmm. I not like the, um, well, the, to bring him back and then kill him, I think is really stupid. Because I think you could have, I mean, there's your DLC, like, okay, I'm back, but uh, you can play as Batman. I, I mean, they, they want to give these characters a spotlight, and I'm, I'm kind of glad they committed into not doing it, but at the same time, they bring him back, and he sacrifices himself to stop the bad thing from happening. And his speech, basically about the 1% and all of that stuff, was the most blatant, in-your-face, unhidden, poorly written stuff. It's I get what they're trying to say. It's important. Made me laugh. It Not- was so blatant it's like okay if you're gonna do this subtlety is your friend not basically like i don't worry about the criminals they're fine what i worry about is the one percent i'm like oh for god's sakes <laughs> but it fits it fits 2022 2023 it fits kind of the yeah. atmosphere i i agree but there's but no, I, you're not wrong it, it wasn't <laughs> subtle and it's like it's especially coming from a rich man to begin with or a, like a super <laughs> yeah. filthy rich character being like the 1% of the ones you can't trust. I'm part of that 1%, but yeah, you know. I And I mean, I, I'm re-watching Batman the Animated Series again right now, just as I did the same time last year. And you hear Ferris Boyle talk about the wage slaves taking over and Bruce Wayne just saying, I think I'm going to feel ill. That's cute. Him basically giving like a taken straight from a TikTok like whatever message like eh, not so great <laughs> i get it it just it made i really like i think that's sort of i really like when the one percent are the villain for some reason it's weird i just really like that idea huh? but I, I really appreciate it it made me laugh my ass off it made me chuckle like ah oh, you're right that's what the last one makes the court was so cool and me as a villain it's the rich huh. okay that banquet when you have to go and record the voices that was pretty cool i did like that where all the rich people are there and a lot of them are like the court of owls and that was just cool i just like the court of owls a lot I think anything else we should mention. Oh, and you have like the different enemies. We have you have the heavy types you fight, which have the shields we talked about off and on. Like they're fine. I mean, the enemy varieties aren't isn't huge in this game, but it was it was fine. Did you did you want to go over uh, Travis's remarks that he sent to you? Um, for the la- in shelf stack, yeah, that's what I'm okay. about. Anything else you guys want to say before we go on to questions, comments, memories? No. Okay. All right. I should probably pull that up before I ask that such question. Oh yeah. While we're doing that, my comment at the top. Boy, they really doubled down on that Ricky Martin cover, didn't they? You know, that that was probably when at the moment where I was like getting really into the game because I started playing and I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Ricky Martin song in here? He, that's uh, whenever when you break when you the first thing in the mission with Harley Quinn, they're playing Live in La Vida Loca. And they play that's why I recognize that song. <laughs> that's why okay, I, I, I heard it. I'm like, <laughs> I really like this song by a female. I'm like, I can't remember. I don't know what song this. I can't remember what song this is, but this is really good with a female singer. I did not realize it was Live in La Vida Loca. <laughs> OK, that's why I made no wonder my, I liked it. That was my introduction. It didn't make any sense to me at the time. Now it does. Now I yeah. want to go look that up. And they play it again during the credits. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I think whenever that song started, I, I was like, um, I was like really feeling it, and I, I was actually having a lot of fun on that part. Like, oh, that Harley Quinn shit was awesome. Harley Quinn's crazy. We need a song about being crazy. Uh, what about Living Living Be Local? I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> hey, you know what? It worked. It worked. <laughs> I didn't even realize was that like, was the song, and now I can't believe I didn't re- realize was it was like, the song. What is this? <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to look this up again. 
Oh, it's just, it, it it fit Harley Quinn. It fit. I just remember thinking that wow, this really fits the part that I'm in, and I just I'm, couldn't figure out what song it was. I'm I'm always a sucker for like like playing like either music or playing like something really good whenever you're like fighting in a in a boss fight, especially when it's like kind of like a optional boss fight or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, a, I'm also a sucker if you're on a farm and they're playing a song in the in the background while you're lighting up fireworks and fighting shadow demons. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, and it's weird because I have like three or four nickels for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, questions, comments, or memories from the I Watched the Entire Overload Super Replay group from Joshua Caleb. I played a chunk of it and I very much enjoyed being Batgirl, but the early progression pacing is a grind and the little detective segments are cool in theory, but often just became pixel hunts. But overall, it is a fine game, in quotations. Probably the most average a modern Batman game could be. From Frank Hurley, as I get older, I need to game on two budgets, money and time. And since this one was announced, I knew damn well it was going to be available for $19.99 in a Walmart bin eventually. I'm excited to play it at some point, just waiting on the right price point. That's fair. You should not pay $70 for this game. Uh, (laughs) From Rudy Mace, the game is a very watered-down version of Arkham Knight. Combat is way more sluggish and choppy compared to Batman with less gadgets and ways of handling enemies. The The city is significantly brighter. In previous installments, the lighting is poor and it feels extremely empty compared to any of the Arkham games. The cutscenes are well done, but anything gameplay related falls short of previous entries. Apparently okay. you didn't play Arkham Origins where everybody's out for Christmas and no one's out in the streets. Yeah, as, as much as people, as much as Ham Hannah that comment is, I'll, I'll always say like people always argue like if anyone ever argued like, oh, well, there's not a lot of people in this game. There's never anyone in any of these games. Arkham Origins has its Christmas, Arkham City is I guess it's a supposed to be yeah it's a jail and then Arkham Knight they use the excuse that uh the fear toxins going throughout the city so everyone's evacuated so there's never really anyone in any of these games yeah but then Spider Man came along and like there were people in the streets and you're saving people wait well, yeah, you, <laughs> you you can argue with like the Spider Man game but you can't argue with any other Batman game all the uh, Batman games don't have anyone in the streets for sure and and I know for like say. Everything up to night, it was probably just, well, it's the Xbox gen- or 360 generation, so we can't really do that many people on the streets at one time. It's part of the technology. But Arkham Knight, yeah, there's no excuse there, because it's really weird being a superhero, but you're not saving anyone. That's fine. You're beating up people. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From uh, Shud Dish, it's fine, not worth 70, but definitely worth 20 to 25. I mean, it, I don't think any game for 70. The only game I'm paying 74, unfortunately, Tears of the Kingdom, because I don't have a choice. So, <laughs> if I want to play that someday. Uh, from Devin Lake, I've been thinking of downloading this. I saw the bad reviews like you and initially lost interest. However, everyone I know that's played it has said it's fun, but nothing great. Maybe lowering expectations is what this game needs. Yeah, I mean, I went into a low expectations and had a fucking blast. So, yeah, play it with low expectations, and then you'll have fun. And just don't, you can't expect Arkham. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you will be very upset. Especially because this is this very specifically is not made by anyone in uh whatever it's called Flair. Well, <laughs> made by Montreal. They made Arkham Origins. Yeah, is it made by Montreal. Yes, yeah. who did Arkham Origins? And and the, the statement "Don't expect Arkham." It's true, but at the same time, this game is coming out after Guardians of the Galaxy, after Marvel Spider-Man, after Arkham Knights. You're expecting a certain level of quality and people are apologetic of this game. And I think it's people love it. But then there's also people who think I love it as a seven, whereas something like the Arkham series were so transformative 
And the quality for what a Batman game, even one with the Batman family, is just so high. So for this just to for people to say, oh, yeah, it's great on Game Pass or it's great for twenty five dollars. I think that's the more damning thing. Not like it don't. It's a, a I think people are saying it should be Arkham quality, not it has to be a carbon copy of Arkham Knight. That's fair. I just know that when I first started playing, I was expecting Arkham Knight and it took me a bit to remember I'm not playing Arkham Knight and I have to not do that. And that was the same thing with, I'd say, Marvel Spider-Man. Because I remember the first time I played that, I was also trying to play like Arkham Knight because that's kind of like what the benchmark for superhero games was. That's fair. Okay. And from the official Laser Time community, a first one from Trash Bandicoot. I'm sure that's his real name. Uh, interesting. I'm glad to hear that I finally got a PS5 the other day and just downloaded it. I was too, I too was initially excited but worried because of the reviews. It wasn't an issue because I couldn't play it until yesterday, but I decided to try it. When I finish Robocop, I'll dive in. All right. And from Philip Monroe, I was the same, but I grabbed it on Game Pass. I've only played through the tutorial missions, but I'm excited to play more. From Jake Terrell, this game rules. Lots of great character moments and references to the comics. Combat is fantastic, and all four characters play different. Bogged down by a Destiny-ass loop mechanic, but you can pretty much ignore it and just play the game. It stands pretty well with the Arkham games. From Jim Price, if you don't expect to be an Arkham game, it's pretty fun. (laughs) From Colby Johnson, I beat it last week, and I absolutely loved it. From Michael DiMaggio, I'm having a hard time getting adjusted to the gameplay, especially with the traverse system. I keep trying to glide, so I'm still kind of split on it. But I can continue playing it to see based on your critique. Okay, I hope you enjoy it. And from Joseph's story, I wish the game wasn't based around loot and crafting. It's unnecessary and brings down the game as a whole for me. Not every game needs to be Destiny or Borderlands. That being said, I think the game is fine. The story is interesting, so that be what eventually brings me back, as I do want to see how it plays out. Combat is a bit of a slog sometimes, with some fights dragging on way too long. I can imagine that further upgrades to all the characters will help in that regard, but it's slow going. Finally, Barbara Gordon for the win. From Andrew Harbour, I thought the reviews are way out of line personally. It's not Arkham City, but I think it definitely holds its own among Arkham Origins and Knight. People still didn't like Knight, did they sometimes? I know I didn't at first. I fucking loved it last time, but if I remember correctly. It's been a while. <laughs> All right. And from Alex Omido, it was a cool time. I think the story was very predictable. And it, it, it hit way too many cliches for the four-person group dynamic for me personally. I did enjoy the side activities, and I really think this is one of those that should have had... Pre- should have had a performance mode. I remember the, the developers saying that the world was so detailed that 60 frames per second wouldn't be feasible. After playing through the game, I personally didn't see why it couldn't have been. But I'm no dev. Last boss was way too hard. I nearly walked away, and I can't say I was glad that I didn't. I like this middle. I liked the middle a lot. Discovering side activities was cool, but the main story was meh as hell. I love Batman and his family. I'm glad they got a game. I wish it was better. Okay. Those are all fair, fair statements. <laughs> And from Carl Schofield, I'm going to try it again, but I was having such a hard time getting into it. But it is a Batman adjacent, so I have to beat it. And from Jordan Ching, I bought it on sale and enjoyed what little I played of it. I decided to wait until they fixed some of the performance issues, but I'm looking forward to finishing it sometime in the future. Okay. And from, I think this is the the last group I have from Giant Bomb. I got more than I thought I did, so. Uh, From Neil Fowler, this game that could have been was better than it is. The combat straight up doesn't feel good to play, and the entire open world system is clunky and unintuitive. It really doesn't help that the story feels very half-baked, just a massive disappointment on all fronts. They should have done a straight Nightwing or Batman Beyond game. I mean, I would love a Batman Beyond game. We're never getting it, but I'd love one. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, one day. 
Yeah. Well, not not if you read the Warner Brothers CEO manifesto. Oh, you got to wait until that fucker is out. So, I, yeah, I give that guy like another year, especially with the IRS apparently looking into him shelving movies for tax reasons. <laughs> well, they you know, had something where it was like, oh, we want to leverage live services for all of our games going forward. Oh, it's like, don't tell me that. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was in like they had a transcript of a CEO meeting. Warner Brothers Discovery, and then a whole hubbubaloo came out that Wonder Woman might have it. But then they're like, no, 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 it's not going to have it, even though Mordor kind of had it, the second one. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't trust them until the game actually comes out. I mean, if they can find a way to put... Like, the, the thing with Game of Services, though, you can't, if you make every game a Game of Service, you're just going to eat each other, because... The game of the services, you're only have certain people that are going to play. Like this whole idea that every gamer you're going to get is going to buy all three, four of your games and then keep playing them and paying for them. Like it's not going to happen. I mean, Square Enix is already shut down by 20. Yeah. They have a graveyard of dead live service games. You just need to get away. I'm hoping that. I mean, I play Marvel Snap and I pay Marvel Snap every month. Like they get my 10 bucks. But, you know, it works for that. Yeah. They do everything. These people are expecting people to pour in like, which is even weirder because Fortnite has different collabs like every other week. Don't expect people to pour hundreds of thousands of dollars into like, oh, we're going to release like, like give an example, Suicide Squad. Oh, we're going to don't you can get the original costumes and you get costumes like I'm not going to pay for all of that. I'm going to pay for whatever I like. And then that's it. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I've never other than Marvel Snap, I have never really got into a game where I keep spending money on it every month like that. Like that just doesn't happen. Have you seen a go look up the the De- uh, Dead or Alive, the recent one? I think they said all the costumes cost like three hundred dollars for that game. <sighs> Street Fighter Six tried to do something like that, too. I thought some of the co- was some stuff or Mortal Kombat did it. Somebody did it. And it's just Mortal I mean, Kombat was I paid twelve dollars for a Halloween fatality. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, there's dumb shit like that. But again, it's just like, just don't do it. Like, just play the game what it is. If you don't like it, wait till it's cheap. It will be. Most games are. And just. Yeah, like don't don't fall into the, these traps, and that and that's just. But I mean, gaming as a whole, something's gonna have to change because these AAA, like you can't keep spending millions upon millions of dollars on a game and be like, well, we only sold a million copies, so we don't make enough, so we're shutting everybody down. Like you need to find a way to make this profitable, and you need to stop being stupid and maybe stop paying your CEO so much. But hey. All right. <laughs> There's my little rant from Joey Gills. I tried playing it last week, and I fucking hated how the movement felt. I uninstalled it. <laughs> From Keith O'Donnell, I ended up enjoying it for what it was. For me, it was a three out of five game that violently flirted with being both a two out of five or a four out of five. I'm a mark for any Bat Family shenanigans and fought with myself over how much I enjoyed or hated the experience every step of the way. In the end, it deserved a little more polish and a little more variety and a little less hate. From Alan J, I played it for half an hour. My favorite part was that the non-lethal option involved repeatedly smashing two batons into a guy's skull. I don't know what they're talking about. I shot like several guys in the fucking face. But hey, remember those bullets only stunned them. They tested it. Remember? You saw the scene? They tested it. Yeah, they tested it. <laughs> and from Nicholas London, playing it with my partner right now and having a blast. From Robert Seal, it was far better than I was expecting. I mean, there were a full Bastidas worth of bugs and glitches, and there was plenty of stuff that I didn't like, but it was well it was worth one good playthrough. Also, the amount of character specific dialogue and cutscenes, depending on who you took into the mission, was really cool. From Nathan Gold, I played for about three hours and couldn't get into it at all. The combat is just not compelling in the 99%, and that's 99% of the game. And last comment from James Nathan, 
God, God, this game is an absolute ass. Combat feels terrible. Getting around is anything but smooth. It's slow. It's glitchy. It's just a terrible product through and through and ruins whatever glimpse of redeeming quality the story could bring. I don't think he liked it at all. Okay. All right. And before we go to Shelf Stacker Box, I should give away a code. Because I need to get rid of codes. Here is Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. So if you want to play the first Baldur's Gate, here you can. The Steam code is M I H. 69QTP2PNTKVT. That is your code for Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition for Steam. So, congratulations, somebody. All right. And Blair, why don't you go first? Shelf stacker box. This is firmly a stack for me. I wouldn't put it in the box. I was really overly harsh when I first played it unfairly so which is why i re-reviewed it for comicbookvideogames.com go check it out there are things that i do like it's just a lot of things that i don't and it's again it's a case of i'm not angry i'm just disappointed because i expect more from this team especially coming off of how much i love batman arkham origins and i'm just really hungry for dc games because there's been a bunch of marvel games and this is you know, there's no Superman, there's no Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and I maybe put too much faith on this one to kind of get me in. But now it's on Game Pass and PlayStation and Super Turbo Ultra Revival or whatever. Go check it out for yourself. All right. And Joe? Uh, I had as much fun with it, but like I said, this game does does have some issues. I agree with Blair. I did like it, and I, but I did have a lot more fun with it than I thought it would, but also it, it really feels like it gets repetitive after a while, but then what is any any other batman game really and but i also feel like it's also unfair to compare it to you know the other batman games when it is also trying to be at least a little bit different but at the end of the day i as much as i do want to shelf it i'm probably going to stack it because I, I really don't feel like after i i'll probably still play with my husband because we play a lot of games together and but once we beat it i'll probably never end up going back to it ever again that's fine i mean once you beat a game you should go back in most cases oh, you there's, play there's, all the other game, new games oh, there. oh there's some games like I, i've been going back to spider-man 100 percent because of how fucking great it is <laughs> i can't do that but then again i i do this so that's what well, it's, it's just fun to do and it's the same concept as here where it's like i a lot of that stuff gets easier once you have all your character fully upgraded so yeah I just, I can't keep playing a game after I beat it, but I do go back every so often. And I mean, hell, I'm playing a game. I, I can't show. believe I, I know we're at the end, but uh, in New Game Plus, what's the bummer is that you have to do certain things over again. Like, you have to do the Knighthood missions again in New Game Plus, and you have to do that's the dumb. travel missions again in New Game Plus. Because that's, that's like, like Spider-Man. Like, it's so much fun. I kind of call it, like... The like meat and potatoes run, because when you do New Game Plus and Marvel Spider-Man, you're like, I don't have to do any side stuff. I can just beeline through the story and it almost makes the game better because you have all the other stuff out of the way. But in here, it's like, OK, I'm going to play it again and I'm going to have to do I'm going to have all that stuff done. And then you still have to do it. It's like, oh, come on. I'm just trying so hard to love you, but you make it so hard. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. All right. And I'll, I'll go last. I'm going to put this. On the shelf, I had an amazing time playing this game. I couldn't put it down. I would take my Steam Deck to bed with me like every night and play until the battery died, which was about two hours. <laughs> so, there's some, there's somewhere around there I never really kept track, but it wasn't that long. It felt like and just had a lot of fun. Like I just really enjoyed this game. I did all the side stuff that I could do for the most part and just kept playing. 
until I just like, okay, I need to finish this. But it was just a really good time. And I, I don't know if it's just I hadn't played a lot of open worlds in a while, and this one just really grabbed me. I think that might have been part of it, because I've played open worlds since then, and I'm less interested. But great game, going on the shelf. So happy I finally played it and just had an amazing experience. Right, and I do have a little bit of something else to read. Travis, uh, who was going to be on this episode, who unfortunately couldn't make it because he got sick, but he had a big thing for me to say. So this is from Travis Wayne. Uh, let's see here. He just wants to say Gotham Knights is a game that was made for me and a particular group of folks who kind of find more appealing to Bat Family rather than Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan, but Robin, Batgirl, and Nightwing mean more to me. And to finally get a game where they are fully realized, well, well, it's been a long time coming. There's so many more reasons this is my favorite game in the last 25 years. But yeah, maybe some things I have brought up. The photo mode is incredible. The best I've used this generation. Though Spider-Man 2 is close, which I didn't even use the photo mode in this game because I don't do that. The multiplayer aspect is underappreciated. It's a tetherless experience where a dynamic duel can roam around the city, drop in, drop out, and do as they please with their own individual XP. I don't think that this gets enough praise, personally, as it was flawlessly integrated and cross-play. The rhythm-based combo combat, the game is not really explicit about this, but the game com- the way combos work, it's rhythmic and timing-based on button pushes. And I think it's the best grounded superhero combat in any game because of every strike means something. Your gear actually matters. And as a true Batman simulation, that prep time is super important. I love that. With the HUD turned off and the music off and the subwoofer crank, each hit felt like a powerhouse move and dropping into an alleyway. Chained together a flawless combo was more rewarding to me than anything in Arkham. It's the free experience I wanted to, in a Batman game. There's so much more I could say. There's also a lot wrong with the game, I acknowledge, but I feel like a lot of things I love have glaring warts, and I'm sure you'll get into all of this. Yeah, we mostly did. <laughs> mostly did. I'll, I'll never judge a person for saying like a, a pretty decent game is their favorite game of all time, and I say that be, because my favorite game of all time is probably Deadly Premonitions. <laughs> okay, that's is there a reason? Like, was it time in that, your life or something? No, that that game just has a lot of heart. That game has like so much, yeah. And that that's what every like game story needs. It's just a really a bunch of goofy heart, and it's just a bunch of weird like characteristics and stuff like that. And I even say that because the gameplay for that game is fucking awful. <laughs> oh, I did it on the show actually. Yeah. So a while ago. Well, it's an episode too. <laughs> I mean, I own a website based on comic book video games, so you know where I fall on that side of the argument. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought two copies of Justice League Cosmic Chaos earlier this year. Isn't that the mobile game that should have been a mobile game, right? No, that's the oh, that's Super Pets X Men Legends. Uh, like that's okay. way better than it has any right to be. It was the Super Pets one that was essentially felt like a mobile game, right? Yes. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> I remember I went to GameStop with my son, and I was I wanted to pick out a game, and I'm like, yeah, you don't. He didn't pick that up, but I'm like, yeah, we ain't, we ain't going near that. Like here, let's. I was trying to get him, get him to play by Immortals. He's like, I don't want Immortals. I'm like, you don't know you don't want Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I then bought for him anyway later on. But <laughs> kids don't know. I forgot what he picked out, too. That's neither here nor there. All right. And I should do what we're talking about next week. To continue my open world thing for some reason, we are talking about Infamous Second Son next week. So you can look forward to that. A game that I had never played until this week. So <laughs> that I have bought two copies of by accident, I found out, too. For PS4. Two copies, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Ken listens to this episode. I really do. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> all right. And Blair, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at comicbookvideogames.com, uh, where you can read my review of Marvel Spider-Man 
2 and the most recent Hellboy game. Uh, and the date of this recording, I have the Turok 3 remaster and Arkham Trilogy on Switch to look forward to. So look forward to that in the future when I have time to play both of those to a point where I can review them. You just got to quit your job, Blair. Yeah, talking about superhero games really pays the bills. I have like <laughs> dozens of readers a day. Dozens! <laughs> I completely understand. Straight I make a profit of $5 a month from this podcast or so, like something like that. So That's $5 more than what I make a month on comicbookvideogames.com. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just stream your... All you have to do is stream the games you're reviewing in a bikini, and I'm sure you'll get tons of money. If I was a hot girl, yes. <laughs> but I'm not. But I have thought about streaming. But I think that does help. I really do think that does help. Stay tuned. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <sighs> I, I I get enough TikToks because I, I must have clicked TikToks of, of, of hot women dancing and things. And all of a sudden I get tons of videos. I'm like, hmm, okay, you got me, TikTok. Like, I yeah. understand. Same. I remember it's just with my wife, like, why is it always women on TikTok? She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, hmm, that's just my algorithm, huh? <laughs> she knows. <laughs> but I just noticed that. I'm like, oh, and I got a bunch of hoof cutting algorithms, too, on my, because I kept watching the hoof trimming things oh, for some reason on TikTok. They're, they're so satisfying, though. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, I'm the old here. What the hell are you talking about? Well, they're, well for cows, they trim the hoofs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it do. is a and cow thing? I thought it was just like... No, I, no, it's an actual cow thing. That, like, but I was like, some is this like a new term that I don't know that the kids no, are no, using? No, no, it's not anything weird. <laughs> it's just, there's a guy called Nate the Hoof Doctor who I started watching a video where he'll he'll trim a cow's hoof and he'll talk about like, oh, they've got an infection here and this is what I'm going to do to you know to clean it up and to make the cow feel better and just little things like that. And it, I started watching them and I started getting more and more trimming and I started getting horseshoe and I I don't know what it is, but they work. They're just like you just like that quick little like five you know minute fix of just watching a video then you yeah i okay. don't know i was wasn't sure if this was just yeah like, no nothing know. weird it's actual hoof trimming <laughs> i mean i do get some weird shit on tiktok mostly this is your boy and... nate something 2020 talking about like doing the new hoof trimming <laughs> yeah no, no it's actual hoof trimming but no i hey I, I make tiktoks now actually really dumb tiktoks they have nothing to do with game my mom found even though they're under that banner but i do make tiktoks i make a lot of animal tiktoks that I make literally from my desk that I'm sitting at when I look outside. Hey, man, that's a goal. People love animals. Yeah, people do, but not enough. Not enough hits. There's also a really dumb TikTok me wearing a Harley Quinn mask that I got. In a, but yeah, go, go look at my TikTok. Games my mom found TikTok. And if you enjoyed this episode for 550 of this podcast, you can find everything that we do. We do movies, comics, tons of Batman content. So just type in Batman. You will find tons of stuff to go listen to if you want more Batman. Or just go through our catalog, type in whatever you want, Star Wars, Sandman, who knows. You'll find something. We Flash, you'll find an episode. We do tons of different stuff. And if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon. For those dogs, you can vote in our Patreon poll. We have one every month, so you can help out. And you get to affect something that's going to be on the show. So you can do that and, and also support the show a lot. And you Maybe you can make it $6 and make profit. Ah, so it's <laughs> something like that, but definitely support the show. Also, I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Elena at Hell Has Fury. She became TikTok famous. So definitely go check her out. You'll see a link to her link tree in the show notes. You can follow her. She does Twitch streaming out other things. So definitely go check her out. Awesome person. I uh, want to give a shout out to my uh, my buddy Bill Tucker to his own podcast, Gamer Looks at Forty. Definitely go check him out. He's on hiatus at the moment, I think, till next year. But tons of good episodes to listen to. He interviews people, but much more family friendly show than what this show is. But go definitely check him out, and also check out Nomads of Fantasy, their podcast. Uh, they 
support me too. So you should go check them out. They're a good show. And if you want to talk with us, we have a Discord. Please join our Discord. I've been meaning to mention that in the, in the top of the episodes so more people will join because they don't stick around for all the blabbing at the end of the episode. But join our Discord, please. Chat with us. <laughs> or just lurk and make the number go up and make me happy. That's uh, that's fine, too. You don't have to say a damn word. Just join and make me happy. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, Threads that nobody uses, and TikTok, and YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube also. So you can go hear, all, hear everything that we do there. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.